Gospels, if you would please, tonight to the Gospel of John. You may already be there, but to the 14th chapter. To the 14th chapter of John. Amen. Amen. And uh, as we have been in a number of weeks on Wednesday night, focusing on prayer, we'll, we'll emphasize that again tonight. And uh, praise God. And then uh, hopefully take a few minutes and uh, do some praying uh, before we leave. Praise God. Amen. Well, I had it in my heart to uh, stir you up on something that you probably know already, uh, but to talk to us about uh, a helping hand. We have a helper. And uh, amen. You know, Jesus said, I'm not, I'm leaving, but I'm not going to leave you alone. Uh, I'm not going to leave you orphaned, but I'm going to pray unto the Father and I'm going to uh, he's going to send unto you one like me. That word another means one like me. Amen. In other words, I'm going to send someone, and this someone will be to you what I have been to you on the earth, talking to his disciples. So, you know, we are not disadvantaged in any way than what Peter had, what John had. You know, they sat around the campfire. They were able to ask about the parables. They were able to have intimate conversations with Jesus. He was there to protect them. He was there to train them. He was there to lead them. He was there to guide them. Amen. Well, we have uh, the same advantage. Amen. It's just our help is unseen. Our help has come to live on the inside of us in the person of the Holy Ghost. And so the Holy Spirit has come to be unto us everything that Jesus was to his disciples in his earthly ministry. Amen. And uh, when you want to talk about prayer, we need to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. He is our great prayer partner. Amen. The Holy Spirit is my greatest prayer partner. He's my greatest prayer ally. Amen. And my aid in prayer. So let's be reminded in some scriptures in John. I'm going to read these from the Amplified Translation. So maybe we could uh, get our media folks to put these up on the back wall so that you could see them. John 14, verse 16, Jesus said, I just kind of quoted it. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. And the Amplified gives us the sevenfold meaning of the word paraclete in the Greek. Comforter. He's a counselor. What is he? He is a helper. Thank God he is our helper. Amen. He's an intercessor. We know that's related to prayer, don't we? He is our advocate. He's a strengthener and a standby that he may remain with you forever. The 17th verse. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. They can't welcome him, take him into his heart, into their heart, because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be, you understand he's speaking pre-Calvary, amen. This is a reality for us today that have been born again. He will be, he is in you. Everyone say, he's in me. He's in me. Amen. Verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. Notice what the Amplified says. I will not leave you comfortless, desolate. I will not leave you bereaved, forlorn, and I like this, helpless. The Holy Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you helpless or without help. Hallelujah. Skip down to the 26th verse of John 14. But the Comforter, 
the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me, and get this, and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you, thank God for that, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Now you understand Jesus is the Word. He is the Word. And so when you put the Word in you, the Holy Spirit at times, even if in your mind you lost track of it, you put it in your heart, you fed on it, if you need it, the Holy Spirit in you will remind you. Amen. Of what God said. He will remind you in key moments of the answer that you need. We need to look to the Holy Spirit. We need to lean on the Holy Spirit every day, every day. This is a big part of what I was talking about in Psalm 91. The Holy Spirit is the person of the Godhead that is on the earth today. God the Father, His his address is in heaven. Jesus is in the throne room too, at the Father's right hand. Amen? This is the dispensation of the Spirit. This is the age of the Holy Ghost. Amen? And it's so sad to me, so tragic to me, that so many Christians across the board are so unacquainted with the one who lives on the inside. They're not, they're not, they they live as if they are helpless. They live as if they are orphaned. They live as if they are alone. Amen? You know, but I'm, I'm learning. I'm not perfected in these things by any means. But I've learned, learned when I want to feel and be comforted for whatever reason, and no one's around inclined to do that for me, I have the Holy Ghost, and that's His job description. Amen. 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 I just say, Holy Spirit, man, I could really use some... Some talking up. Can you just help me here? And if you will learn, amen, you can draw on the person of the Holy Spirit. It's why He came. In your life, that's why He came. He has other jobs, amen. Skip over into that 16th chapter. We're going to do this kind of quickly. John 16, verse 7. In every Bible I have, I guarantee you all these scriptures are marked. Amen. They're vitally important scriptures. You mark them too. Go back and look at these references. John 16, verse 7. He said, However, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you. He will not come into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Amen? Now that was a whopper of a statement for the disciples to have to swallow right then. For the incarnate Son of God, the water walker, the dead raiser, the wine maker, it's to your advantage that I leave you. That's a whopper of a statement, right? I mean, they'd already been in the boat on the lake when he saved them from certain drowning by speaking to the wind. And there was a great calm. The Bible says they fell down as they should, worshipped him. Who is this man that even the wind and the sea obey him? And he said, it's to your benefit that I leave you. Well, you remember that before Jesus was resurrected, he's living in a human body. 
And, you know, when Jesus was on the earth, he's the son of God, sure enough. But he could only be, if he was in Galilee that night, he was not in Jerusalem. Right? Amen. And when he was in Jerusalem, he was not in Galilee. And he certainly wasn't over here in North America. He certainly wasn't doing anything to bless the aborigines. Amen. And he knew that his family was going to occupy every continent around the globe. And he said, it's to your advantage that I go away so that the one like me who will be just as effective as me and what I've been to your life, he will be in all my children with all my children from the north to the south to the east to the west and the farthest corners everywhere they go. Amen. Sure, there's differences. We can't handle Jesus, you know, want to be fleshly and carnal. But, oh, come on, listen. We have, amen, the spirit of truth living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Amen. Is his indwelling presence in you having any sway, having any effect? It should. He should. Get acquainted with the one that's in you. You know, Benny Hinn wrote a book years ago. What did he call that? He said, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. That was the name of the book. Amen. You need to get up in the morning and say, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Oh, listen, I'm not saying leave out the Father. I'm not saying leave out Jesus. But really, it's the person of the Holy Ghost. that put, uh, He's your, your, your hotline. He's your access point. We have access by one Spirit to the Father. Amen. It's through the agency of the Holy Ghost that we have communication with the Father. It's His presence on the inside of our spirit that makes us children of God. Jesus paid the price for it to be legal. It's His blood. Amen. But it's the Holy Spirit indwelling us that makes our spirit holy. We are born of the Spirit. And the Spirit is a divine person. Amen. He's just as much of a person. He's got a different name, but he's just as much of a person as the Father. We get the Father, Father. Jesus, you know, he walked the earth. We can relate to him. Amen. When you get this language about the Holy Ghost, he falls like rain. He's everywhere at once. He came on Jesus in the form of a dove, but he's still a person. He's just as much a person as God the Father is a person. Amen. You know, you can hurt his feelings. When you act like he's not even in there, you hurt his feelings. You violate your conscience all the time. You ignore his leadings and his promptings. You hurt his feelings. And he'll just get tighter and tighter and tighter up in there. And you won't, you'll have a hard time ever since and he's in there. Amen. You know, there's been times I had to say sorry to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. Anyway. Hallelujah. Okay, so, amen, did we read all of that? Anyway, it's profitable, it's advantageous, amen. And, of course, we're living in the fulfillment of these days, He has come. Verse 13, John 16, 13, But when He, the Spirit of truth, the life, the truth-giving Spirit comes, He will guide you, He will guide you. You being guided? He will guide you into all the truth, amen. So you ought to be looking to the Holy Spirit when you read your Bible. The Bible is truth. The Word is truth. I don't understand it when I read it. Let the Holy Ghost teach you. He will guide you into the knowledge of the truth. Amen. For He will not speak His own message on His own authority, but He will tell whatever He hears from the Father. See see His relationship? 
The Holy Spirit hears what the Father says. Same thing with the Son. And He will give the message that has been given to Him. And He will announce and declare to you the things that are to come, the things that will happen in the future. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Now, let's get where I really want to go. Romans chapter... You have to flip out of John now to Romans chapter 8. And we'll relate uh, the Holy Spirit to our prayer life. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. And again from the Amplified, it says, So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know... What's the weakness? Well, he's going to tell us. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit Himself goes... Notice the word Himself. That's rightly done. King James originally got that wrong, said it. New King James corrects themselves and says Himself. But the Spirit Himself goes to meet our supplication... And pleads in our behalf, how does he do it? With unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Amen. Verse 27. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is. Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you and I, we both know people. I just had Tamara present me with a precious situation. Uh, We know people who are facing things and dealing with things, and they don't have the light you have. They've either chosen or didn't know. They, They go to a different church, if they go to church at all, where, you know, they just don't get the teaching you get. Amen, that we get in this camp about victory and who we are in Christ and how to take our dominion and authority and how to run off the devil. And, you know, right? You know, we're a very privileged, aren't you thankful, uh, group for the light that God has been able to get over to us. And, uh, but we know people, and God loves them just as much, oh my goodness, as He loves us, obviously. Amen. And uh, uh, how can we help them? Amen. And, and when you face situations, and you've done all you know to do, amen. And you know, prayer ought, you know, you know this, prayer ought to be made. But see, Paul, by the Spirit, is articulating a, a reality in many, many things. We pray the little bit we know, but there's so much we don't know. You know, what is keeping a, a, a person from being healed? Some of the people, like tonight, young boy, diagnosed today with leukemia. We'll pray for him, Lord leads us tonight. But I don't know him. I I don't know him. Amen. I don't know what their confession is. I I don't know what what kind of light they have. And yet God would use us to be a blessing. Amen. So I could pray what I know for Leo, and I will. But then... We need more help because there's so much about that situation that I don't know. But the Holy Spirit knows. He knows it all together. Amen? And see, He is, uh, Paul is telling us, He supplies, 
He makes up for our weaknesses by helping us in prayer as we yield to Him in, you know, here it's articulated as groanings, but, you know, Dr. P.C. Nelson, uh, I understand Brother Hagin called him the foremost uh, scholar in the Greek language. He could read and write 32 languages, I understand. And he said that the original Greek literally means that uh, these are not just groanings, but they are utterances that cannot be articulated in your known language, which would include tongues. It could be a groan in the spirit, right? A cry in the spirit, but it also would include those utterances that he gives, amen, that cannot be articulated in your own language. They're utterances of the Spirit. And Romans 8, 27 tells us that these utterances are in perfect harmony with the perfect will of God for the saints. Amen. And so today, I've not been one to be given to visions, and I wouldn't say that today I had one, but a little bit unusual for me that it was so vivid when I closed my eyes. You ever have just the mind of your, the eye of your imagination? I believe the Holy Spirit can get on that and uh, inspire something there. And what I would see as I meditated on this verse, I would see that when I lifted someone up who's in need and I prayed what I knew, but then as I looked to and yielded to the help of the Holy Ghost, my prayer partner, who knows it all. Amen. That in my mind's eye, I could see myself when I began to pray, I put my hand on that problem, on that situation. But when I, And when I did that and prayed in tongues, the Holy Spirit put His hand on it. In other words, we can get a divine hand on people's lives, on their situations. We can, right, without even going anywhere... From our prayer closet, we can reach a great distance and put our hand on Leo. And when we take that initiative, the Holy Spirit is our... He's not our doer. He is never called the doer. He is called the helper. Right? He's called the helper. Amen. And so, you know, uh, I'm not doing this tonight, but I I need to have it done. I, I have some large pieces of my office furniture in my office inboxes that I need scooted to one side of the room so I, we can start laying floor. So if I ask five guys, you know, to help me move that after service, what is, the, what is your understanding of what's going to happen there? If I said, Austin and Brett and David and Scott, would you help me move the box? What's your expectation? I, you're going to be involved, but your expectation is I'm going to be involved. The Holy Spirit is not our doer. He is our helper. And we get to, this is wonderful, we get to assign. Right? When we lift someone up before the Lord in prayer, we are making a demand on help. And He's not going to help us in some other left field area. He's going to help us in the area we ask for help. If, right? You know, you wouldn't show up to move the pulpit if I asked for the box in the back. You're, if you're a good helper, you're going to help me back there. Yeah. On, and I'm the one that assigned that. Yeah. But faithful help will come and take hold together with me against that weight. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And collectively, y'all are a lot stronger collectively than me, right. maybe. Right. And uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And the, see, the Holy Spirit is a lot stronger than us, but He doesn't do anything except help us. Do you understand that? This is the wonderful, precious, and it's a solemn responsibility that God has given us, this wonderful privilege. We are the ones that put, the, when we put the hand of prayer on a situation, it's then and only then that the Holy Spirit, He is our prayer partner. He is our divine helping hand. Amen. What an awesome thing. What an awesome thing that we can employ the divine help of the Holy Spirit by having enough love and compassion to spend some time and say, I'm going to put my hand on Kamal's ministry for five minutes. Well, if I ask for the Holy Spirit, help me pray for my son, Kamal, Holy Spirit. He's not going to help me pray for my wife right then. He's a good helper. Are y'all with me? I said, he's a good helper. Amen. Let's look at this again. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And let's look at this dynamic of what is happening. This wonderful hand in hand, uh, you know, this co-laboring together, you and the Holy Ghost. Now this happens individually, but this can happen corporately. We can all corporately say, Holy Spirit, help us pray for Leo. We want to reach his life with divine help. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit will do. Amen. Amen. And so let's gain some more skill looking at this dynamic. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Again, in the Amplified says, For if I pray, Paul said, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, look at the Amplified, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me. Amen. So when I pray in an unknown tongue, look at the dynamic. Two spirits are involved. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit. When I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. Not my mind, my spirit. My spirit prays, but notice it's I, my spirit prays by the Holy Spirit that is within me. So what is happening here? I'm being used as the physical conduit. I am speaking the utterances, but they're not my utterances. The Holy Spirit is giving the articulation. The Holy Spirit is giving the words, if you will. The Holy Spirit is the one authoring and inspiring the utterances I speak. And they are in perfect harmony and agreement with God's perfect will for whoever and whatever we're praying about. Amen. We need to tap into this flow more. Hallelujah. So he says, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. Now what's going on with your mind? Well, the Amplified says, my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. <laughs> Amen. See, God is bypassing the human mind. A lot of times if we, why would God do this? Well, because our mind messes stuff up a lot of times. I don't know about you. I will, I will call myself out on this. I am nosy. I am curiosity killed the cat. If there's a scoop out there, I want to sniff it out. If there's a story, I want to know it. You know, I don't like to be left outside. Amen. But there's a lot of things going on in people's lives that are intimate and none of our business. Amen. And God's not one that just loves to 
pull people's dirty laundry out for everybody to see. A lot of people don't get words and knowledge because God can't trust them with the knowledge. The first thing they do is get on Facebook and tell everybody about what they got by the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, if you want God to reveal and have more of these divine revelation gifts flowing, He's going to know, have to know that you can keep your mouth shut. You know, that you could be trusted with some of this knowledge about folks and their struggles. But the wonderful thing, and, and there is a thing I have learned as I'm maturing, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I don't want to know. <laughs> you know, it helps me to pastor you to not know some of your junk. That I don't have to go to bed with my mind and emotions with your stuff. Now, if the Holy Ghost needs to, I want to be in position for Him to reveal it. But I'm just so glad that I can be effective in praying for you and not have to be defiled with all your stuff. Oh, you don't laugh, honey. They have stuff. People have stuff. Well, okay, y'all are so holy, you got no issues, right? <laughs> Nobody clicked on the list. I'm just, maybe it's Dr. Jacobs in me, but I'm not that naive. Yeah. Come on, Pastor. <laughs> Amen. Now, I'm sure I'm not saying everybody's not, you know, whatever, but praise the Lord. I mean, if you're a chronic gossip, you got stuff. Yeah. You know, whatever, hallelujah. So, anyway... Hallelujah. Amen. See, you got me off track now. <laughs> Amen. Well, what it, God has set up a wonderful system that we can be supernaturally effective and, and pray the perfect will of God and God bypass our mind. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. And this is a different flow for us because so much of so many of us are you're like me in the sense you're you don't your mind wants to be your mind's nosy. Your mind just doesn't want to sit there while you're praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, spirit to spirit, having this all this fun. And your mind's sitting there going, Well, what about me? What about me? What about me? You just have to learn to quiet your mind and shut this off and go ahead and be effective. Be effective. Get the job done. So many things need to change. So many lives need rescuing. So many people need a turn. And we can affect that turn if we would just care enough to reach over and put a hand on and let the Holy Ghost get His hand on our hand as the helper and bring a supply to people's lives in prayer. Amen. This is a wonderful flow. Our nation needs this flow. Amen. Our churches need this flow. Our pastors need this flow. Uh, Our brothers and sisters need this flow. And we need to be uh, sensitive in this. And I'm telling you, we we can be so effective even with busy lives. I mean, if we would just make ourselves more available to the Holy Ghost... Right? Someone, and it is, if you understand anything about the Spirit, like a dove, he's just, you know, if, if a dove landed on your shoulder and you wanted the dove to stay there, think about how 
you know, you would take every step with the dove in mind. Your tone of voice, everything, right? And that's how you have to live a life. If you want the Holy Ghost to be really involved with you, and He wants to be, and it's to your advantage, He will make you, he will make you smart. You will win in every business deal. You won't stumble into You won't marry the wrong person. You won't make wrong turns. But you can't just be bombastic and carnal and fleshly all the time because you're going to make the dove fly away. I don't mean leave you, but I mean, you know what I mean? The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus in the form, not of a lion, a a gentle dove. And I I just heard this. I'm assuming it's true. Uh, I think it was Pastor Richard or Brother Richard Roberts that says the dove is one of the most flighty, sensitive birds. It's not like an eagle. It's just going to park there and put its, you know, it's just... You know, they're touchy. Yeah. Now, I didn't mean to call the Holy Ghost touchy. I mean sensitive's a better word. Yeah. Amen. And so you, you, you would take every step, make every move with the dove in mind. And we need to practice living a life that's um, more accommodating to the Spirit. And you know what the Lord's been dealing with me for some time about is all this devices. We walk around like, you know, zombies. And we're so caught up with scrolling meaningless crap on Facebook and Instacrap that the, the, you can blame Dr. Haddaboff for that, that uh, the Holy Spirit doesn't have an inroad. We're too occupied. You know, Paul said in Ephesians, walk in the Spirit. It's actually in Galatians. Uh, chapter 5, walk in the Spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you're having problems with lust of the flesh, walk in the Spirit. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? It means to be occupied with the Spirit, be occupied with spiritual things. You're going to sin less if you're just in the flow of praise and worship and you're looking to the Holy Ghost. and Right? These, these things that have tripped you up don't have inroads anymore. Are you with me? But see, in the midst of this, see, God is looking for someone to stand in the gap in key moments for the Leos, for the COVID patients on ventilators, for pastors who haven't told anybody, but they're thinking about leaving the ministry, for marriages that are, they're putting on a good front, but they're on the brink of breaking up. The Holy Ghost knows all of it. And he knows the exact tweaks and things that need to change, that need to happen to make the power of God manifest in those situations so that there's victory and not defeat. But he is a helper, not a doer. He's got to find someone who will be the earthly hand that he can climb on. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So for a few minutes, I have a couple of folks on my heart.